like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primo Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. How do you choose or determine whether you're a dominant or a submissive? For some people, they just look at their life and it's more obvious for them to be able to tell. But then again, how do you tell? Well, here's a brief checklist to help determine if you might be interested in exploring the identity of submissive. It's not always easy to tell just based on your life. You may not know what to be looking for, especially if you're of a gender that is, uh, or in, in, within your culture is seen as just naturally being dominant. Like in a lot of cultures, uh, being masculine is associated just in the culture with dominance and being dominant. And so you may not know what to be looking for if your gender and culture doesn't match uh, what, you know, just doesn't match within BDSM. So uh, first, you, you like to serve those you love. One of your love languages is acts of service. You are turned on by the thought of giving pleasure to your partner without anything in it for yourself, like giving oral or giving a hand job or fingering. The idea of giving your partner control over you during sex is appealing to you, and it turns you on. Getting spanked or slapped during an orgasm is pleasurable. You like it when your partner gives you praise for a job well done. You're turned on by the thought of being your partner's personal sex object. Perhaps you enjoy performing sexually for your partner and the idea of your partner training you toward a personal goal you find sexy. You like it when your partner playfully talks down to you, objectifies you, or teases you. You enjoy being told what to do on trivial things, like what you should eat or what you should wear. You don't like being the decision maker on things. So, a very short list, but, you know, let's just kind of go through some of those and we'll explain. If you like to serve those that you love, you may be submissive because if your love language is acts of service, service is a big part of a DS-DOM-SUB relationship. 
oftentimes we think of the sex aspects of a relationship or the romantic aspects of a relationship, but a big part of of a DS is a dominant partner um, giving tasks or giving uh, having things that he or she likes and the submissive partner serving those likes and serving that partner. The, the submissive partner learns what the dominant partner likes and, uh, and just automatically does those things which serve the likes, needs, wants of the dominant. If you're turned on by the thought of giving pleasure to your partner without anything in it for you, you could just be a service top, for instance, but more than likely, if you, uh, if the thought of giving pleasure and not receiving pleasure necessarily, you may be the more submissive partner in your relationship. Just something, not in and of itself, but combined together with other, other things on this list would help you perhaps explore the identity you, you don't have to make the decision uh, just based on this list. Uh, you just want to, you may want to be exploring and further looking up the idea of being the submissive. The idea of giving your partner control over you during sex is appealing and a turn on. Perhaps not just during sex, but, you know, uh, the partner being in control of aspects of your life. Um, a lot of times people who are real dominant in their job, their employment, um, in their parenting, in different aspects of their just everyday life, uh, they get tired of being in control and they want to just give up control. And it, they find lots of satisfaction in being controlled. It is an escape and it is a release and that will be that may be uh, a uh, that may be a mark of being interested in the identity of a submissive within BDSM. If you like to receive impact, being spanked or slapped, if you like to be choked, if you like to be, uh, if you like to receive things kind of rough. You, you may be somewhat masochistic. You may not have really uh, been in a position before where you could explore that, but it's definitely something to think about. Um, a lot of times people don't just, um, uh, they don't pick up on the cues of what being a masochist is. They think, you know, a lot of people think sometimes that um, a kink or a fetish um, is just that they're the only one. They don't know anyone else who is like that, and they think it's just them. It's just something odd about them. And uh, really, they fall in a group with a lot of other people in this world that like the same kinds of things. If you like it when your partner gives you praise for a job well done, um, Praise is, is definitely um, a, something we all enjoy. 
But if you combine it with some of the other things on this list, uh, if you like if you like completing tasks, if you like um, having rules um, put on your life, and then if you follow the rules, someone telling you that you've been a good boy or a good, you've done a good job for following those rules, you may be a uh, interested in this submissive identity. If you're the one who likes making the rules, if you're the one that likes making the rules and having someone uh, follow those rules, and then you're the one who likes to praise them for uh, for following the rules or punish them for not following your rules, then perhaps you're on the more dominant side of an identity. If you're turned on by being objectified, being a personal sex object or being an object overall, if you think that you may want to be used like a piece of furniture, uh, just be used as an object, be used as a, uh, a serving tray, for instance, or um, a footstool. <laughs> if you get just turned on by the thoughts of being a partner's object, and having less personal uh, personality, you know, just something to think about. You may enjoy a submissive identity. It's not that everyone enjoys those kinks. It's the mindset associated with being objectified. If you enjoy performing sexually for your partner and the idea of your partner training you, if you find that sexy, if you want them to teach you something, a lot of times vanilla guys, for instance, will tell a potential partner that they would like to, they would like to learn how to be a dominant. They would like to learn how to, they, they want the partner to train them to be a dominant or they want to experiment with the partner a lot of times those are keywords that the person themselves uh, are more submissive. And uh, even if they're using the word train me to be a dominant, they're actually the more submissive partner in, in that relationship. And that's why a lot of times it doesn't really work. Out. Uh, and uh, if you are a more dominant person, you'll go and you'll train yourself. You'll learn and teach yourself a lot of these things. It doesn't mean that you won't have any kind of mentoring or guidance, but you'll be the one uh, doing the work of learning, and you'll be in control of your own curriculum. You won't be looking for a partner to train you or teach you. That's more of the submissive identity. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me today for this BDSM United podcast where we look at some of the ideas or concepts behind uh, finding the identity of submissive appealing. You can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy bringing this to you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.